My name is Steven Beckman. I am a target of COINTELPRO and gangstalking. Gangstalking is a discipline in the over 70-year-old COINTELPRO program um, with new capabilities. And thanks to George W. Bush in 2001 for signing the Patriot Act, COINTELPRO has been kind of reborn in this new format, which essentially lots of people are calling COINTELPRO 2.0. Now, I live in San Diego, and it's important to know um, that going through this program is even worse uh, in places like San Diego and lots of places where there's a large concentration of government personnel. Um, in particular, the reason why San Diego is so unique to go through gang stalking and COINTELPRO is because San Diego is home to the largest concentration of military personnel and Pentagon contractors in the entire country. So you can understand where that would get out of hand while going through this. Now, the reason for me being a target of gang stalking and COINTELPRO was for two reasons. Uh, one in particular is, I, since I've been a native of San Diego, living here for nearly 40 years, I... Um, Grew up in the area, and my family was very close to the military and law enforcement community. And unfortunately, in the 80s, uh, my father was a police officer for just a few years. Unfortunately, he passed in the line of duty. And um, a lot of people in town were, were thinking that my father left me a bunch of money. So when I was in my 30s, it would mature and I would get paid. And lots of the people I grew up around since, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18, 19... Uh, in the same community, who also worked in law enforcement and military capacities, uh, unfortunately used their positions and their job to try to extort me when they thought that money was coming to maturity. And once that happened, um, something else I came across, uh, unfortunately, was like a potential leak um, in regards to uh, the, the Bush administration at the time. I didn't know it was legit. I just thought it was something on the internet. I kind of passed by it in 2007 and kind of kept going on my way. Um, that struggle with local uh, police department, etc., trying to extort me and making life very hard for me locally, spreading rumors, etc., because cops are very allergic to jail. Um, people who were kind of peeping me after seeing that used this whole conflict as a means to... Um, put even more pressure on me because the information pertaining had to deal with uh, um, uh, George W. Bush and a John F. Kennedy Jr. plane crash. Like I said, I did, had no idea it was legit. I just kind of saw it and kept going all my life because, you know, who believes everything? But the second I brought it up while I was getting extorted by these cops because I didn't know what was going on, I just suggested maybe it's about this thing I saw on the internet a while ago. And immediately after I said that, the very next day, my life turned upside down. That's when the gang stalking began. That's when, you know, I had bank accounts locked down. That's when I got blacklisted. Like almost, I want to say, the next day, life became a nightmare. And it has been a nightmare for about nearly 10 years now. Now, this is a series of podcasts um, done at different times. Um, so there's different, I'll be at different states 
you know, sometimes we'll be super stressed out or whatever, because, you know, when you're going through this, you're going from trauma to trauma to trauma situation. You don't have a lot of time to think about things. So I'm getting this. So a lot of these podcasts I'm getting out while I just experienced a trauma, what have you. But I felt like it was important to record it while it was still fresh in my head. We will be going back over these things and re-recording them. And, you know, keep in mind, you know, I'm cutting myself open here a lot and getting very personal, very intimate, because there's just so much um, psychological torture involved and you trying to make sense of things. All these are all foreign sorts of behaviors you go through, something that a normal person doesn't experience. Um, now, for those of you who are listening and, you know, um, are throwing negative comments our way, what have you, um, you know, making claims, you know, that I'm guilty of a bunch of crimes. And that's why this is happening. I, I encourage you to learn the law, learn things like the statute of limitations, why there are three main classes of particularly, three particular types of crimes which have zero statute of limitations. One being any kind of sexual exploitation of minors, um, murder, and terrorism. So I encourage you to learn the law. Uh, before, you know, you guys comment, you know, us on YouTube or what have you. And I encourage you to try at, to try to contest claims on the documentary that I put out of the leak, which I saw, which you can also see at justiceforjfkjr.com. Our documentary is called Resurrecting Camelot. Um, lots of people are pro-Bush supporters, etc., that are harassing us online, but I do. I encourage you to see the material as to why I am in this abuse and, um, you know, contest it. I, I, I encourage you to challenge the facts before you hurl insults. Um, the main reason for this podcast is I hope you learn from me, um, and I appreciate all the people who have contacted me through Facebook groups, through you know, Twitter and DMs and emails and our website, just like you have no idea. I, I, I read all those things. Um, I, I recommend you definitely try to catch me on Twitter more than anything, but I, I appreciate all that stuff. I appreciate the phone calls I've had um, of people in, in different towns going through this abuse and sharing their experiences. And while, um, you know, the handful of people, I want to say five to seven people that have reached out to me, literally called me and wanted to talk about this. Unfortunately, not a lot of them are, are, very, are kind of spooked, but, uh, you know, I would, anybody willing, willing to um, discuss certain things about the the COINTELPRO 2.0 program and gang stalking, please feel free to reach out to me. Now, I have three particular... What do you call it? Tips for anybody going through this. And number one is to document your abuse. Get yourself a body camera. Get yourself a pen and paper. And document abuse when it happens, the time it happens. You know what I'm saying? Then cut that. Then then once you document and timestamp it, you know, at the end of the day, you need to chop up your clips and upload them. Upload them to multiple platforms. So in case someone hacks you one place, you have copies somewhere else. I also recommend you get a lawyer. So number two, get a lawyer. And memorize their number. You want to look for a human rights lawyer. 
or a constant or you know one that specializes in constitutional law human rights and uh, memorize their phone number because there's a chance that somebody will make a huge false claim about you to try to get you locked up temporarily and even though you didn't do it and they might drop the charges obviously let you out on your own recognizance that time in jail those that that the, the, you know while you're waiting to be arraigned or bailed out or what have you a lot of nasty and gnarly shit could happen aside from you needing a lawyer to prosecute these bullies and the third tip i want to give everyone listening is to monitor your health and i want to say every three months or so go get a full blood panel you know what i'm saying pee in a cup shit in a jar um you know get x-rays of sore spots in your bones or what have you like do all that get in get get in no don't get an mri every three every three months but monitor your health document it take pictures of that also upload that to multiple you know accounts so you can keep track of things that are happening give those to give the give your health uh stuff copies to your lawyer so you know if there's any sort of um medical malpractice because it will happen um, I definitely recommend those are the three tips. So log your abuse, get a lawyer, and monitor your health. I'd also like to say anybody who is trying to charge you for advice or help or videos or an ebook or a podcast subscription or what have you is selling snake oil. This is a very unique form of abuse and it's anybody who's actually gone through it and can and has given you legitimate advice understands that you will be made poor your financial opportunities will be dried up you'll be blacklisted they'll try to make you run through all your savings so anybody who is asking you to pay for this pay for tips pay for their audiobook even 99 cents um you know i i don't recommend doing it because it's most likely going to be false adv- false advice, and uh, you're already short on money as it is. I'd also like you to think of people who are also targets of this abuse that you come across and you vet and think they're legit, and not like some of the cops or federal agents or even you know some of the criminals and locals who participate in gang stalking and once you vet them think of them as your brothers and sisters you know think of them as like your soldiers next next to you it's important because you're going through something tough and your network is going to be severely uh strained and again i appreciate you listening to this podcast and again my name is Stephen beckman i'm the cen or the chief executive nobody of the mesh news of mesh news um, COINTELPRO is a side project, and Mesh News is a platform I had to create when I was stonewalled by press everywhere I went. If you're hearing this bumper on the beginning of the podcast and you've heard it before, I encourage you to fast forward uh, 11 minutes through because this is information that I would like to tack on the front of all these podcast episodes because it's essential and I want to drill this stuff into you. These are very core concepts before moving forward is to drill these things in your head. These are the realities of what's going on, how to frame your situation, etc. So if you keep hearing this intro over and over through all these episodes, you know, fast forward through 11, 12 minutes, and and then it'll bring you straight to the material. I appreciate it, and let's uh, get down into it. 
If you want to be versed in all things COINTELPRO 2.0 and the COINTELPRO 2.0 project, or if maybe you think you might be subjected to this abuse because you're thinking about leaking or blowing the whistle on something or speaking up about something in City Hall or abuse, etc., I recommend you go to our website, which is COINTELPRO, and then the number two, and then zero spelled out, Z-E-R-O dot com. You can catch our video companion series, which is videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as this podcast series at podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O spelled out. Com. And I do recommend that you visit these URLs through using the DuckDuckGo browser. And I recommend using a VPN as well, because who knows with how watch lists are, etc. I wouldn't want to put more heat on you than there already is for visiting my material, since a lot of it is how to circumvent government abuse and methodologies that they use. I definitely wouldn't want to make your life more difficult. So please, please discipline yourselves and don't use apps to view my material. Uh, use the DuckDuckGo browser, which wipes everything clean every time you close the browser. And you can go to these URLs and listen and watch and read all this material while being safe, making sure you're using a VPN as well. Sweet. I'm so stoked. I finally learned how to do bumpers on uh, these uh, podcasts. So now I can give you just a consistent intro and all the information I think is necessary before coming into a, each podcast. Because you should always design your material, whether that be video or podcast or an article. Like a sitcom. Like somebody can just enjoy it for itself and then you can bring everyone up to speed within that uh, one piece of content. Not... Every time you have uh, you you create something, you have to bring in this whole backstory kind of thing. So I'm super stoked for that. Hi, how you guys doing? I uh, I am still traveling um, locally, and I want to say this last 45 days or so, where I had to travel consistently, besides blowing a shit ton of money on fucking hotels, and making me fucking crazy broke. Um. Waiting for my uh, my spot to be available so I can move in. I have gone on quite the adventure in the next, I don't know, five podcasts or so. Are just going to be some insights into some things that I think are really crucial to understanding this curriculum I'm kind of developing. And I'm uh, super excited for you guys to be able to learn it and understand it because, God, fuck, I was so scared. Um, lots of things, just new experiences. They all weave into all this shit that happens, and it's stuff that you are unprepared for. And if you're just starting going through this, like, man, if this, if there was some sort of resource for me like this, like no 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 bullshit. There was some sort of resource like this for me while I was going through this. Hey, they're gonna fucking they're gonna you know go through your past. They're gonna fucking uh, you know saying they're gonna fucking guilt you into thinking you did something wrong. They're gonna fucking destroy all your relationships. They're gonna fucking make it so. I'm sorry. I use I I, I curse like a sailor. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm my, my French is bad. My English is even worse, believe it or not. Anyways, um, you know, blacklisting, making so you can't make money, dealing with radiation exposure, and like, I mean, if, man, if I had the if I had the damn Cliff Notes, this, I mean, I would have been able to just come at this swinging, bro, instead of just being beaten down by it at every step, you know. Anyways, so yeah, now this episode, I guess we're going to go into, because there are still more people hitting me up on Facebook, etc. I mean, uh, telling, saying stuff to me like, hey, hey, you know, I'm pretty sure this is the Freemasons after me and what have you. And I mean, unfortunately, I mean, it seems lame to keep doing, for me at least, to keep doing like Freemason stuff. But that's part of this abuse is, man. It's partly disillusionment. You understand? Like they want you not knowing what's going on. Um, because, you know, if you don't have an, if you're not anchored to something, you're just floating, man. And they can prolong your abuse. They can, you can be, you know, their next victim for like a life insurance scam. Like if you don't know how to, if you don't know where to start planting your feet, so you can start throwing blows that, that they, they want that. And, um, so there's a lot of disillusionment. I literally have a whole podcast dedicated to disillusionment. Um, you know, I really, I really want to help you guys, but I mean, I've been getting so much feedback about Freemasons and stuff like that, that, um, you know, I just have to address it because I don't want people. Here's the thing is when you are misframing a situation, you will then engage that situation with the misinformation of what's actually going on. You have a you'll have a lot of missing pieces. It's like a puzzle and you're being going to be looking at, you know, a puzzle that's only a third completed or what have you. And you don't know, it could be, you know, it looks like a picture of a horse, but that that shit could be, you know, you know, a horse getting stabbed by a a, a fucking piece of rebar. You don't know what's in the other part of that puzzle, you know? So it's really important to frame this abuse correctly because your misdiagnosis could cost you time, your health, your money, and, you know, your livelihood. Uh, you'll be, you'll be, you'll waste time chasing bullshit. So lots of people come to me uh, about the Freemason stuff and... They just will. They just swear. They just swear by it. They swear by it. It has to be the Freemason. It has to be the Freemason. So uh, we're going to do another episode, but this is all going to have new chunks of stuff. It's not going to have, you know, the other two episodes about Freemasons and their involvement and what have you. It's, it's not going to be the same shit. But it all 100% legit. It's going to help you out, bro. So first and foremost, uh, like I said in the other episodes, you should form... Uh, the Freemasons, it's just a, it's just a group of dudes. It's a group of dudes. They're not bad guys. They're not great guys. I mean, some branches of Freemasonry, like they deal with like kids and shit like that. Like, like, uh, the Shriners, they have a whole Shriners hospital where they care about kids health and whatever. And, um, what's also, uh, noteworthy is, um, the Freemasons internally, there is a culture of their very anti child abuse, child sex abuse, what have you. It's like super ingrained. Uh, 
Like it's this, it's this like, yeah, like they're, they, you know what I'm saying? They're all about it. In fact, they will work together. Different lodges and whatever will work together to like hunt down child predators and shit like that. It's even rumored that a lot of like the Shriner hospitals and stuff like that for cancer stuff for kids. Um, they, it's like I said, totally rumored, but I mean, who the fuck knows about that? But keep, keep this aside that, um, they will use some, uh, they will, I mean, like I said, this is totally rumored and I have no data to back it up, but I have heard it from quite a few people who are Freemasons in town. They're like, they'll so they, they'll use the, the hospital, um, the hospitals that they fund because they are all about the kids and use the access to radiation materials to then use that to pursue like child predators and shit like that and then bring it back to the hospital <laughs> believe it or not like i said total rumor i don't know if that's legit but that's something to understand too so think about that did you ever like if you are going through this abuse you need to really think like did you ever do Something like that to some fucking kid or what have you, because they will 100% like across the board, any lodge, there's a very, very um, heightened anger and fear. And it's like, it's like a culture. It's a culture of like banding together to fucking to target these motherfuckers, like sexual predators and shit like that, that, that prey on children. So first keep that in mind. If you're going through this shit and you're like, oh, yeah, well, there was that 15 year old kid I met off. Great. Like, well, yeah, bro, probably that's probably that's what's fucking going on right there. Um, now, in my abuse, like I mentioned in so many other fucking podcasts. Um, I was getting fires lit in my life in every direction um, there. They were starting fires against me and the LGBT community. So like, you know, those guys are like gatekeepers in the entertainment and marketing and advertising industry. So they would spread those rumors about me, um, in those groups. And so that would be a roadblock there. And then they would spread rumors to like Freemason lodges and stuff like here and, and, and start spreading rumors and shit like that about me here. Um, they would tell, they would go around and, you know, tell like women's groups that I was a serial rapist. Um, and they just create roadblocks for me fucking everywhere. So it's whatever you're, whatever you are, whatever you're pro, I'm the anti, I was the anti that or still am the anti that. So you go talk to a bunch of freaking, uh, rainbow flag waving dudes. Oh, it's because, you know what I'm saying? I'm going through this because, you know, I made one of them angry, you know, forever ago. Okay, whatever. Uh, if you talk to locals and stuff like that who are dialed into the community, some Freemasonry people, some cops, whatever, they'll, they'll say it's, you know, child predator shit. But, I mean, learn the law first and foremost. If, you know, you talk to a, a bunch of broads, they're going to say I'm some fucking serial rapist. If you talk to business owners in, in, in the community, they're going to say it's because I, I stole money from my clients. Or it's whatever it is that you you're 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 all about if you're in the fucking lowriders oh did you hear steve likes to burn you know likes to set lowriders on fire like just that's whatever it is it's whatever you are they know will get you going is what i'm anti whatever so 
But yeah, think about that first and foremost. If you think Freemasons are fucking after you, there's a chance. There's that whole side culture of within those groups where they're super anti-fucking anything, like child predator shit. Like, they they will fuck you up. But they also are going to make sure they fucking... They, they send you to fucking jail and shit for that, too. Um, those motherfuckers, like, yeah. That, that's also the same thing. It's like, you can't sit there and think, like, Freemasons are these evil, like, concoctionary mixing, like, people like that. I can't, I can't stress that enough. But first and foremost, if you think the Freemasons, like, think about your past. Think about your past. Not even, like far past because these these guys are usually on it there's lots of cops who are freemasons there's firemen that are fucking freemasons like they're pretty dialed into the city so first you know before you're freaking out make sure you know what i'm saying you're not a fucking you're not a, a, a child predator you know what i'm saying um so you know if if you're trying to figure that shit out maybe you know maybe you know stop meeting fucking teenagers off craigslist or something so, and if that is so, if that is not your problem and you're not into that stuff, now you can go through the process of elimination. Okay, so why are, why does it seem like these Freemason dudes are still fucking with you? Yes, these Freemason dudes will fuck with you in certain situations. Gang stalking is a discipline that's been around since the 1950s now. So about 70 years. Think about it. This is an old discipline. Gang stalking was a tactic used to push communists, believe it or not, during communist scares of the 50s and 60s. It was a tactic taught to um, Freemason lodges, Elks clubs, um, city halls and stuff like that to, because the federal government was paranoid that communists would leave the cities and then go into the suburbs to infiltrate the suburbs. So they, so the FBI, et cetera, part of the COINTELPRO program, they would go around and teach communities these gang stalking techniques. And I mean, think about something that's been around since the fucking 50s. The program's going to get better and better and better and better and better and better over years. And more and more people are going to learn how to do it, know how to do it. So keep that in mind as well. But some of those people involved in those communities are people with free, in Freemason lodges. That's not what we're here to talk about, but let's just lay that down as like a foundation. Good. I'm sorry I got the TV going in the background, but I hate not having background noise. Um, I'm not into, pen, into like, yeah, I need background noise. Anyways, so I apologize if you hear that bleeding through. But, okay, so first and foremost, Freemasons aren't like, a bunch of they're just a bunch of dudes who like to drink maybe you know since they're they it's like their hobby just like you know i was if you if cars is your hobby and you're in a car club you're not in a car club because you're a fucking criminal do you know what i'm saying it's because you like cars you talk cars you might share car lingo and only and the car lingo that you exchange between your friends and stuff like that it are only terminologies that each other would know you know what i'm saying like you know, the EE, the EEC, electronic engine control, or you're talking about a turbo winding up or fucking the boost numbers. Like, and think about it. It's a language. It's a language that only other people of your club would understand. And that's essentially Freemasonry. Their, their hobby is they like, they like to learn and teach people, um, that are members, uh, 
Well, first and foremost, they also they 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 think if they're going to have a club, I think they're 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 one of their slogans is uh, Freemasons make um, normal men good and good men better or something like that. So there is definitely like some sort of uplifting part of the community part of Freemasonry. So. And I am a thousand percent not a Freemason. It's not a secret thing to be a Freemason or whatever. But they're they're not a secret society. But they are a site. They're a club that likes to teach people how to communicate, not using normal language. How to pass? How to send a message just with a color? How to send message with, you know, certain way you use music or how you frame words or how do you or how you talk in threes and etc. And it's and then they teach some other stuff like psychology and shit like that because it's all about making good men better. They'll teach you like, you know, mental mindfuck tricks on how to get ahead in the business world or whatever, however far you go up the ladder. But it's like, it's not like a devious thing. What makes it, what makes any kind of community of people who are into Freemasonry devious is the, the particular lodges and shit. It's not the, it's not overall. You got to think about it like a police station, you know, like not every police station is full of dirty, shitty cops, even though it feels like it is um, for me, at least. Um, But not every there's there's tons of great police stations that are all about like protecting the community and keeping out pieces of shit. And um, but then there's also police departments that there's a lot of corruption and it's normalized corruption. So it doesn't even feel like corruption to them. And then they tell themselves that they're above the rules, etc. Right? So that happens. So understand, there's... So we went over the car club thing. That kind of gets you a way to frame it. And then, you know, the police thing. The police example. Use that as an example to frame what you're looking at. I think it's the best way to do it. Because once people... I, I see you guys on the forums. So you're getting into this Freemason shit. And you'll know, start posting up all these messages with, like, images with, like, lines drawn at certain things and like no 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 stop 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 you're you're romanticizing the fuck out of it and you're scaring yourself and you're and it's a feedback loop and then since it's you if you're gonna go through this abuse man you're gonna have to be ready to be wrong about shit do you understand even though you as adults it's even harder it's something called uh cognitive bias once you hear something or told a certain truth about a thing. The, the ego is hard to fight. Because you want to tell. You you don't want to look stupid. You don't want to feel stupid. And you want to feel like you understand what's going on. And so what happens is the brain will latch onto the first thing. That kind of makes sense. And then reject all new information. And think about it like the scientific method. So once you're told something. It's. You know, it's the evil Illuminati after you, whatever. And then for now, everything after you hear after that, it'll be all everything. You'll you'll literally filter out all the other information unless somebody says Illuminati or Freemasonry or throws up a triangle. And what it does is it makes you turn your brain off from all the information that you should be downloading about something and properly diagnosing what's going on. Like... Bro, like you just, you got no clue and you have to fight your cognitive bias. And the thing about being smart, I I will tell you this, why you're going through this. If you do consider yourself an intelligent person, 
Don't latch on to the first thing you're told about a situation you're in. Or what you're seeing is this. Because this shit, if you frame the situation wrong, what happens is you will will not take in new information that will pertain to a to a different narrative that you don't understand yet. Do you understand? So I, I, I do want to tell you that a sign of an intelligent mind is to be constantly proven wrong. And you should, and while going through this, you should be like foaming at the mouth, wanting to be proven wrong because when your life, livelihood, when your health, when your freedom is at stake, you you don't have the convenience of being wrong and cognitive bias keeping you from diagnosing your diagnosing a situation correctly and it'll fuck you up and if you get stuck on that freemason fucking ooga booga shit you're not going to concentrate on what really is going on you're going to turn your brain off of everything else and you're only going to listen to anything that resembles the thing you already think is the truth. And believe me, I've been there. I've fucking been there. You want to make sense of the, the abuse happening to you so you can solve your problem and get the fuck on with your life. I get that shit. So when it comes to this Freemason shit, like, man, you guys won't stop with it. But here, let me give you some more notes on this Freemason stuff so maybe you can better, besides like the car club and the police thing, so you can frame that. So there's also, even though Freemasons are, and even in their charter, um, cause I've talked, man, I've talked to so many fucking cool ass Freemasons. Like I don't know them, you know, I haven't known them for years, but they conversate well and they're all about like sharing information and they want people to learn about it. I mean, I follow some of the Freem- these Freemason guys on TikTok, and they make videos where they like really explain the shit out of what it is that they do. And and these are the ones that I'm talking about. The ones these are the lodges I'm talking that I'm I'm telling you like they're just they're good people. They're just they're just fucking locals, man. They're just they're just locals, and they decided that they want their little club thing to be. They don't. They're not really into cars or fucking playing pool or whatever. Their thing is like information and secrets and how to pass information on without using words and English. And it's not even so much like secrets. It's how to pass and communicate. It's how to communicate things without using English or without using language. You understand? All the senses are awake and they really pride themselves that on and on subtlety and how to talk about something. But you're actually talking about three things at once. Like it really... Uh, if anything, I think it would, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Practicing some of the things that they do would in, and actually enhance your cognition. Um, cause I'm talking about how, like you talk about things in threes and using color and sound like, bro, you learn all they, you, they teach you all this shit. Um, because what happens is it makes you use other parts of your brain like a muscle and you're going to like expand that. I mean, they've done tests on taxi drivers in um, London where they're not allowed to use GPS and shit like that. Well, now they are, but you know, the, the black, those black cabbies or whatever, they have this huge test where they have to know where like every street is in London or whatever. And it's a long process process. 
to even become one of those. And they've scanned people's brains before they've done that. Uh, that those 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 cabbie tests where they have to like memorize every street in the city and know the traffic patterns and everything. And they've done brain scans of them before and after, and it literally shows they've enhanced their gray matter. So I think with anything like become a Freemason, if you were to get into that, is prop would probably I think sign even scientifically like enhance your your fucking brain. But anyways, keeping that in mind. Some of my listeners, some of the people I talk to on Facebook, like I've gotten this overwhelming feedback on, I swear it's a Freemason's swear. So let me give you some more frames of reference so you can better um, understand things. So first and foremost, Freemasons are not into like criminal shit. There are some, there are some um, corrupted uh, lodges, I guess they call them lodges in different towns and stuff like that. And then, as just like I was talking about with police stations, a culture of corruption, it's not like the cops go to work and they go, yeah, I'm going to be a corrupt cop. It's like corrupt things become normalized and thinking you're above the law or you know what's right and just like becomes normalized. And so you throw out the fucking rule book and then... You know, well, it's okay if I steal from this guy because, you know, steal money from this guy because I think he's a crook. Or it's okay if I, you know, whatever. Like, motherfuckers just, sooner or later, it'll breed uh, corrupt, like, departments and stuff like that. Yeah, they don't, like, join thinking they're going to be corrupt. It's like a culture of it. And then there's peer pressure to not say anything when shit goes down, etc., and the same thing happens in fucking Freemason lodges, especially since they're all about being ingrained in the community. So you got members of the community, maybe the mayor's part of it, you know, the fucking sheriff, there's quite a few cops, whatever. And the same kind of cultures will happen. It's just a group of people. People rise and fall and become corrupt and uncorrupt. It's just a group of people. It's like how, you know, a motorcycle club can start and then. They sooner or later some some bullies join the group and then they slowly turn the culture just like a motorcycle club and then all of a sudden it's like a gang and all of a sudden you know they're selling weed and then from they go from weed to coke or whatever and then they're you know then they got like their own bar that they you know that they frequent and then they bully people in and out and then they feel like they own parts of the place you know it's a it's a fucking process it's not like. People don't go, I want to be a Freemason because I want to be evil and part of the Illuminati or whatever. So you have to stop framing it like that, first and foremost. But even in their charter, in the generalized Freemason charter, um, they're strictly opposed to like criminal behavior and stuff like that. So out of the box, Freemasonry isn't like evil. Yeah, different lodges will breed corruption. And that's just the way it is, you know? You can't, like, get around that shit. That's just, that, but that's just human beings, bro. You can, you can make a yoga studio corrupt, you know, and sooner or later all the girls learning yoga or learning tantric, tantric sex stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, one of the instructors, you know, you know introduces them to a set, you know, some of the, you know, the, the, the yoga students to, brings them to a sex party, and then, from, you know, from sex part, the yoga student sex parties goes like, well, hey, you love going to these sex parties. What if you got paid for sex? And then some of the yoga students, student, uh, students are now doing prostitution. 
And then they get their friends to join. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden you can have a corrupt yoga studio. You understand? So latching on to this idea specifically is because of the Freemasonry or triangles with eyeballs in them and shit. Like anything can become corrupt. Like you can literally turn a fucking yoga studio literally with that process. I mean, that doesn't sound so, so far-fetched when you when you break it up into chunks. Like, oh, well, this can turn into this and this. And then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? You've gone this journey and now it's corrupted. So even a fucking yoga studio can become corrupt. So you can't just latch onto this idea about the Freemasons. Now, is it is it wrong that to say that people who are criminals aren't Freemasons? No, specifically. In, in fact, we're going to go into that. Somebody can join a lodge, and even though they're given the third degree, which in Freemasonry, the third degree is basically they like run somebody through the fucking gamut. They learn all about them. They learn about their past and what have you, because it's all about being truthful to your brothers and what have you. People who are criminals still join, and they, they get through that. Uh, maybe because they're good at hiding shit or keeping their connections a secret or what have you but yeah man criminals fucking join that shit criminals join law enforcement you know what i'm saying people who are shitty people join fucking law they get through and lots of the ways that freemasons speak using symbols and colors etc which by the way using symbols and colors and like the triangle or whatever it's not that's not spooky spooky witchcraft okay christians use the cross and the fucking fish you know what I'm saying? As a symbol, the dove as a symbol. Is that is that crazy? Is that creepy? Like, no. You know what I'm saying? But because you've associated it, oh, well, that's but that's church or something. Yeah, but if you see a Christian fish on the back of a car, you don't even need to see the words Jesus in it, whatever. But if you see that fish, everyone knows the fucking what I'm talking about. You know, oh, that person, they're a Christian, they're identifying Christian, they're letting me know that they're a Christian without saying any words. It's just a fish. But that particular kind of fish or how they're representing it or whatever communicates this, this, this message without using words. Now, is that scary? Fuck no. Okay, now look at a So that's the thing. You know, when you see triangles and things like that's all. They're, they're just communicating a thing without words. So you need to pull, well, first and foremost, you need to pull all this, like, all this mythological you know what I'm saying? Shit out of your brain uh, about Freemasonry, man. But yes, criminals do join that shit. Now, Freemasonry is old, old as fuck. I mean, it came over from England. The the English, um, they invented it. You know, and then oh well, and then yeah, I think yeah, I think it developed in in, in England, and it got spread out throughout Europe. And then when settlers came here, they brought that shit here. So it's old. It's old, man. It's it's an old, like, group of shit. I mean, but there's also lots of other old things. You know what I'm saying? Tribes are old. So that's another thing. It's like it's a, people get wrapped up in, like, the pageantry of it. But there's been a lot of people who have been Freemasons. They might be criminals or what have you. And they learn some of these things I'm telling you about, how to communicate without words, how to communicate with color, how to communicate... And all these different ways, how to talk out of the side of your mouth, how to talk and how to talk in reverse, meaning everything that I'm saying, I actually mean the opposite. 
how to talk sideways, um, how to talk reverse and sideways. That that sounds stupid, but man, I, I tell you, man, uh, the whole Rosetta, Rosetta Stone shit episode, the whole, the becoming a Rosetta Stone episode, like just legit, man. You you gotta you gotta go back over it. But uh, lots of those kinds of ways to communicate got brought over into the criminal world because criminals are all about plausible deniability, right? They don't want to be implicated in a crime. And so if they, and normally cops and law enforcement and feds can't really get somebody on something unless they actually say it, right? And so these systems become beneficial to criminals. And so criminals have joined Freemasonry. And like I said, it's been around since... God knows, like the 1700s, 1600s. So, I mean, yeah, you know, their 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 ways of communicating without words. Uh, yeah, you know, from 300 years ago, it's probably the the methodologies have spread to other subgenres and groups of people, etc. And it's not because it's the Freemasons' fault. Like it's literally three hundred, like 300 years old. People are gonna learn shit, you know. And they're going to take the parts of things that they know, just like, and, you know, criminal organizations do take that. They have hijacked um, the the Freemasons way of communicating and a lot of the methodologies that they believe, uh, speaking without words, using colors and symbols and whatever. And lots of crime and organized crime have taken those skills and then used it for their criminal organizations. And what also is going on, though, is in lots of these Freemasons uh, lodges, there's lots of ritual. And ritual is something that can really become ingrained in you. And then when you have things like the rise of like the cartels, etc., um, getting into, you know, uh, rise of cartels and stuff like that, and those guys are into like... Um, Occultism. A lot of people, you know, uh, in uh, Latin America, are into occultism kind of stuff. Like all these things kind of come mishmash together, and they borrow a lot of each other's symbolisms. Like the third eye, they'll borrow a lot of each other's words and phrases, etc., because it's a good method of communication um, without getting caught by police. And if you speak in these sorts of ways. And you get good at it, you can plan a crime, you know, inside of a police station. But it'll just look like you're having a normal conversation. It can get to that point. I'm telling you because I've been dragged, kicking and screaming to have this shit like programmed into me. But, you know, yeah, criminals have joined and then they take all the shit that they learned at Freemason lodges, and they even borrow the symbolism and the ritual, and then they bring it into their shit. So now you have like motorcycle gangs, you'll have local gangs, what have you, doing this Illuminati shit because it benefits them to uh, be able to communicate things, etc., without words. Do you know what I'm saying? To evade prosecution. So that's something you need to first and foremost understand. But there are gangs. There are gangs. There are established huge criminal organizations that use Freemasonry, believe it or not, as a 
foundation for belief system, um, initiation, and communication within the organization. Even though if presented with with the presented if 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 a law if a like a Freemason guy was presented and said, "Hey, that guy, that criminal." talks just like you talk in the same secret ways, etc. And the and the terminologies are the same and it's almost like you're speaking the same secret language. They're not affiliated. You know what I'm saying? It's like just because I speak English and then my neighbor there's some guy across the street is running a crack house also speaks English does not mean just because I we both speak English we we are in cahoots. I know of that guy. It's pretty obvious what's going on. Um I'm not trying to get that drama in my life, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I might not call uh, the cops on the crack house, but, uh, you know, but yeah, just because we can communicate and I can understand what's going on doesn't mean we're on the same team. And that's how you need to look at it because lots of communication with Freemason uh, communication that Freemasonry does and uses to talk and communicate things and communicate secrets, uh, et cetera, are all skills that criminals need. You understand? And so they have adopted it and and made that part of their criminal organization. And lots of these criminals, they do think that they're still like legit Freemasons. And most Freemasons, they don't they don't want that criminal shit in their in their organization. Well, like the legit ones that just do it as like a club. It's not like their life. They're not trying to be the Illuminati. So. You know, you need to have that as a core understanding in this shit, because I have there's lots of cartel people here in San Diego because we're right by the border. They're into occultism and shit, and they borrow a shit ton of stuff from the Freemasons. They talk a lot like them, etc. And they even like claim that that street cred almost the same ones. And but they're not at all the same people but they talk the same they throw up the same symbols whatever it's it's like uh think of it like stolen valor you know what stolen valor is those videos on youtube where those those guys will will go on uh, will, will go around and, and buy like some sort of uh military uniform off the internet and go around and try to get donations or whatever or they'll They'll be at like an organization type it in YouTube stolen valor. It's like a big thing. There are these 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 assholes who have this delusion that they're part of some club, but they don't want to do any of the work or abide by the rules or even join. And that's the same thing with criminals. Like there's a shit ton of criminals who who rep that Freemason shit, but they're they're just not part of it. And they talk like them because throughout the years, criminals have joined and then they've taken all those methodologies for communicating which were just created because I don't know, that's their, that's the shit they're into, man. Some people are into cars, some people are into painting. That's the shit they're into communication without words and subtlety. And criminals have adopted this just like, you know, criminals probably also might want to learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu because it helps them whoop the shit out of people. It helps doing making criminal shit happen more, but is like the is the are the Gracies involved in every organized crime, everything that's organized crime, where someone got the shit kicked out of them using like jujitsu? Like no, that's that's crazy. So it's it's a it's a it's a much needed tool that is adopted, and lots of the 
what do you call it, the fucking, like, the pageantry and the symbolism and stuff like that is also retained for reasons I don't know and I don't really care. But um, there's lots of cops that are also Freemasons, believe it or not. You look up uh, police Freemasonry patch. They have special patches they'll make, especially for you if you're a cop and a free, but you're a Freemason cop. You can sew like special custom branded for whatever your department is, like Freemason police patches on your fucking shoulder, believe it or not, for your uniforms. And it's a subtle way to just show other people like, hey, I'm part of this club. I mean, so so now you have three different groups of people now. Oh, before I go on to the next thing I'm going to say. Also, there's a lot of the same kind of retaining of this sort of uh, ways of communicating and shit like that in Hollywood. And it's just like, I guess it's like another layer of storytelling. It's not this big, you know, murder, death cult, fucking secret shit. It's more like... Yeah, they've they've also lots of Hollywood uh, people in the entertainment industry and how they make movies and shit. They adopt some of these symbols and ways of communicating, and it adds like an extra layer to the storytelling. But it's not like some mythical thing. Like the government's well aware of this shit. It's not like, yeah. When I was first learning about it, I saw it as like this. Oh my god, it's the secret underworld. But like, no, not really. You know, just like. The Christian fish and the cross and, you know, what the, remember that Not of This World clothing company? Oh, my God, that logo. What a fucking train wreck that logo is. Can you believe that fucking brand became huge for Christian uh, clothing? But you've seen that Not of This World logo, like, on the back, like, of people's cars and shit like that. You know what I'm talking about. Like, that looks like a, a symbol, like... But that communicated a whole thing, like, I'm an edgy Christian mom, like, but it, it didn't say anything. It was just this weird-looking symbol, and I guess they kind of made out the letters or whatever, but they're communicating without words. They're communicating with symbols. It adds an extra layer of communication to something you wouldn't notice, but if it passes by somebody who has understanding of the context, it adds, like, an extra layer. So... So now you got people in Hollywood, you got law enforcement, you got people in the community, you've got criminals, and p and uh, you know what I'm saying and believe it or not, the government has retained these same communication methods for communicating things, you know, loosely, you know, like um, not like super secret squirrel shit, but like uh, if you're gonna talk about something that, that goes on at work, let's say you work for the State Department. AKA everyone says they work for the state department usually means that they work for the, you know, some sort of spook agency. But, uh, if they're going to go, if they're going to go to like the coffee shop or whatever, but they want to talk about a work thing, they'll also use these same methods of communicating that Freemasons use criminals use people in the entertainment industry use, you know, cops use to communicate, um, they'll use these methodologies to talk about things going on at work roughly, but unless you have context about what they're talking about, you know, they're not giving up secrets, but it allows them to maintain their contract of, of secrecy and still talk about something in public. So that might be what you're seeing is, and like I said, 
lots of the people who use this way of talking, they also borrow a lot of the symbolism and they fake the funk. It's like stolen valor kind of thing. They try to act like they're part of that kind of that world, but they're not. Freemasonry is Freemasonry, even in their charter. Like we don't, we're not about criminals and shit like that. Like we don't want any of that shit. But those lodges do get out of hand. You can just type in. You can. There's so many of. There's so many news stories you can find where Freemason lodges were discovered to be trafficking drugs and having like, you know, drug fueled sex parties and stuff like that. You're literally type that in. It's in the news. Like you find those articles. I don't care. Bring them up. But I know they're there. So if you're listening along on your phone, you listen to the fucking audio and type it in your Google box. But uh, so there are corrupt lodges. So but these things get corrupt and it's not because specifically the Freemasons are after you, but that people who communicate like them might be harassing you. And yes, people in the government do use this way to talk uh, very loosely, like very slang kind of ways uh, in public without losing their, without breaking their contract because they have to maintain secrecy. So if you speak in a way that communicates something, but in a secretive way ish, you're still not breaking it. And you're most likely not talking about nuclear secrets when they're talking that way, but like feds talk that way. Um, all sorts of th- all sorts of shit, and you'll start to notice it in the entertainment industry. Uh, military people talk like that, but it's not. They're not usually not talking about like top secret kind of shit, but stuff that maybe you know you don't have any business knowing about. So when you're getting harassed by these certain different people, they might be throwing out these vibes. Um, do you know what I'm saying? that seem Freemasonry-ish, and a lot of them are borrowed from Freemasonry. But I do want to, but let's, so I, I think I've I've discussed every corner of that for you. Uh, what's, I think, going on, because I feel like I'm beating that horse. I just, I'm so tired of this, uh, people come talking to me about, you know, sending me messages. Not tired, not like don't send me messages, because I want to answer, help you answer your questions, because I want your abuse to stop. It's just I'm trying my best to calm you guys down because I've been there that it's not the fucking Illuminati after you, man. So but there are criminal organizations that use the Freemasonry doctrine to base their entire criminal organization off of it, believe it or not. Um, And it's not it's it's like me taking the Lord of the Rings and then being like, I'm going to create a, a, or, or Harry Potter, but I'm going to create an entire gang around the myth, the, the mythological tales and shit like that themed of Harry Potter. And you could do that. You, you absolutely fucking could, you know, you can have certain ranks of fucking Dumbledores or I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really into, uh, I'm not really into Harry Potter. I don't really know that, but Slytherin, I don't know. I'm throwing that out there. But you know what I'm saying? You could you could technically do that. And that's exactly what these criminal organizations are doing. They're borrowing somebody else's doctrine and then applying it to their thing. Um, so, like, there's an entire Mexican cartel called the Knights Templar where they have a whole initi- Masonic initiation, sta- uh, initiation 
they'll have people wear like the the Knights Templar helmets and shit like that. Like it's hardcore with the masonry shit. Like we didn't like they're all about that shit. Um, there was there was um, international crime. Uh, what what's that shit? Interpol was doing. There's a giant um, uh, international crime ring bust. Of the, I'm gonna butcher this fucking name. It's spelled. I'm gonna spell. It's spelled N D R O N G H E T A. The non, not the non mafia, and it was huge in Italy. And they found out how they were spreading was they would infiltrate Masonic lodges in Europe and then take over the lodges. And then promote a uh, and promote a uh, a culture of corruption, doing the same thing. Remember how I was talking about the yoga studios? How something starts off as harmless, and then you know, well, this is okay. It's like these little baby steps, but they they seem harmless, but they're just steps and steps and steps. Like, so what they would do is they would infiltrate because a lot of the members knew all about mason masonry and whatever. They would go to new lodges and they would join the new lodges. And then they would start like climbing the ranks and eliminating leadership and then, you know, normalizing this criminal behavior. And they would, that's how they would spread. And they spread all throughout Italy and Scotland and even into Great Britain. And it was this huge, uh, huge bust of an international crime ring. And so they, those guys will obviously claim to be Freemasons or whatever, but they're also criminals. And what do criminals do? They run rackets. They run fucking rackets, bro. They run life insurance scams. They run, um, you know, prostitution. They'll run drugs or whatever. And that, I mean, so that's a thing. So, so keep that in mind. Um, I got a note here. I got to read it. Man, my handwriting is shit. Mess? What? Oh, fuck. I swear to God, man, I could have been a doctor. This is like a prescription. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh... <clears throat> but, yeah. So, a lot of these people who are fucking with you, a lot of the gang stalking stuff, if it's just gang stalking and it's not because, you know, you're on a terror watch list or whatever, like, a lot of, as we went over... Um, there's these like little social cliques in some cities where they use a lot of these gang stalking tactics to push people out of town. Uh, believe it or not, people who gentrify areas use these same harassment tactics. Believe it or not, con- like huge real estate developers have taken these seven-year-old gang stalking tactics that were originally passed down to you know civic organizations, etc. Uh, to push out communists and they use it to harass um, people of community, people of, you know, of like uh, of like city hall boards and stuff like that to, you know, push people out um, to push like prominent business leaders out of the area. What have you, this gang stalking stuff like that. If they feel like something's in the way, if you have like a property that they want and you're not selling or what have you. Like these people who go and gentrify communities, like they'll develop the shit out of, you know, a small town that they know that they see the real the real estate is is not very expensive and it should be more better bigger price. This like the town doesn't know how much it's worth, kind of thing. 
um, that shit will happen. And they'll use these gang stalking tactics. And also, they're also used gang stalking tactics, believe it or not. Um, people who want to gentrify an area, what they'll do before they gentrify an area so they can get the the real estate for super cheap, these these real estate developers, uh, they work with military contractors, etc. And they're all friends. And what they'll do is maybe like a year or so before they're going to buy up a bunch of property in the area. What they'll do is they'll do a lot of this gang stocking stuff and they'll in, they'll pay local cartels and stuff like that to increase the crime like hardcore. You know what I'm saying? They'll go through neighborhoods and start shooting guns in the air and, you know, they'll start. And what happens is crime reports will lower property values. And so what they'll do is they'll literally pay the, 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 crim, the local criminals to do these things. And some of the things that they do is, is some gang stalking stuff. You understand? They'll try to put a black eye on a community for stuff. So, I mean, you gotta also keep in mind, you know what I'm saying? There's these there's these ways to frame the situation. If you don't understand all the different kinds of fish out there, you know what I'm saying? Every fish you eat after that, you'll just be like, oh, that's that's a, that's that's tuna. No, there's different kinds of fish out there. I feel like I I feel like I communicated that correctly, but at the same time, I feel like it was a fucking tree wreck. I'll be honest, man. But yeah, man, you got to understand, like, that's also a thing. So if you're, I mean, and the way that, because it's really spooky to be talked to in that sort of, like, if you're not used to it, but you can kind of understand someone's communicating something. Do you know how I, I had the red squatting episode? And you're like, oh my God, they're, they're, they're harassing me, but using colors, so I can't technically call the cops on them. Like, like thinking thinking about that and how they're doing that and what they're doing it's spooky because it's not using what you've literally grown up your entire life on how you communicate something and it feels really spooky and it's uneasy and it and it's, does that on purpose because um it's like what they're without form you know what i'm saying like so you have you have to take that into account but Anyways, um, I wanted to add a little fun fact here, um, especially when it comes to like talking and communicating, because a lot of harassment, psychological harassment is communicating in ways that are not the English language. One, because it's plausible deniability, but also when your other senses are heightened to communicate something, um, you're more alert um, your your blood pressure go up, what have you. And it's it, the best way I can put it is it's fucking spooky, bro. It's fucking spooky. And uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And that's that'll that'll really fuck you up. But there's also tears to this whole without words sort of way. And believe it or not, this where you think the Freemasons are talking to you or whatever, and it could be some criminals throwing up Freemason symbols or it could be fucking, you know, any number of people who are faking the funk. Like I said, that stolen valor kind of shit. That's like the lowest tier of that without words way of speaking, believe it or not. I don't know how old you are listening to this, but I don't know if you understand what HTML is. I don't know. Everyone who had MySpace knew, H, knew a little bit of HTML, right? Because we ought to customize our MySpace pages, right? For a fucking top five or whatever the shit. 
So everyone knows what HTML is. Well, there's tiers, believe it or not, to that sort of way the web is programmed. So think of the way Freemasons talk as like HTML. And then, oh, fuck, I got the perfect set of notes here. I'm not going to fuck this up. Hold on a second. And then like HTML5 came out, right? Because remember, Steve Jobs said Flash is on its way out. We're going to make a better internet. It's going to be HTML5. So there's another step up from HTML. It's HTML5. And then there's another step up of complexity called JavaScript. And that has different utilizations, but it's still for communicating on the internet, right? JavaScript. This is all stuff just that, that your browser is just translating to view the internet. And then a step up from there is something called PHP. I don't know what PHP stands for, but that's the next step up. And it's more complex, and there's more things to remember. And it moves a lot of, does a lot of heavy lifting when you're on, like, Facebook and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff is, like, PHP. And and then there's something called Python, which is even higher than that. A lot, it's based, a lot of it's based in, like, how I think C++ or whatever is is written in. But I'm not a computer programmer. But like I said, there's tiers. There's also tiers to this whole communication, which a lot of people perceived if they're being communicated at with symbols and colors and all the spooky ways that it must be the Freemasons. It's like, no. A lot of people borrow that shit from the Freemasons. A lot of people like the rep that they are. And there are even lodges that are, have a criminal culture in it. And that's just, it's like police stations that have inf- like criminal cult, like criminal cops and there's a corrupt, you know, department or whatever. I'm not going to go back into that. But there's also tiers. And believe it or not, that Freemason shit that you're all crazy about, that's like the lowest tier. That's like HTML. That's not even HTML5. That's not PHP. That's not Python going up the ladder. And believe it or not, it goes from there. And then, like, federal law enforcement has a more sophisticated method of ta- of communicating um, than, you know, then goes on to like intelligence agencies. They got a higher level of communicating, but it all is without words. And there's, you know, ways of like, I guess you would call encrypting it or whatever, you know? And then when you get up to like, obviously like high elite parts of the government or whatever, those motherfuckers send each other messages in subtle ass ways that you wouldn't even believe homie. So even though you think the Freemasons are after you and they're, fucking communicating shit at you and gaslighting you and gang stalking you in certain ways and trying to send you messages that you should be scared and they're doing it without words like believe it or not that's like the bottom fucking tier of this secret like the secret language harassment ooga booga shit like there's so many more like more gnarly onion layers to this shit so I want you to keep that in mind because Next time you think that the fucking Freemason draft you, keep in mind all those other structures exist of people stealing from them, stealing their stealing as a skill to communicate. Lots of these criminals just call themselves Freemasons and they 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 really they aren't. They're they're fucking they're not, but they wrap themselves like they are. And and I'm not to say that there might be people in your community that are gang stalking you and they might be part of a lodge. But that's, it's not the entire Freemasons aren't after you. 
they didn't have a meeting where they're like, we got to get fucking Dave, you know, (laughs) they're not having a meeting about you. Um, Lots of people like to throw that shit up. It's, you know, it's just another way of communicating. It's like, what if everyone, what if all the people fucking with you knew Portuguese? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't think fucking, I don't think all of Brazil is after you. You know what I'm saying? It's just a method of communicating. It coincides a lot with a lot of their traditions and people like to steal a lot of their symbolisms and then like fake the funk. Lots of people in Hollywood do it. Um, and you know what? If you go, if you win everywhere in, in the United States, I mean, it, it pays that we all speak the same language, right? So if you're into that sort of shit, it pays that you all kind of speak the same language. You might not be a part of the same tribes and what have you. You know, I'm from Southern California, somebody who, you know, I can go to the Midwest and they talk a little bit with a little twang and go to the South and they talk different, but they all speak English, but they're all different communities taught using the same language to communicate but they're very different people. But you can confuse it if you don't understand what's going on as collectively the Illuminati is after you or some shit. So keep that in mind, man. I hope that keeps makes you have a level head. And, uh, you know, keep keep sending me that, that feedback. I appreciate it because it gives me ideas for more podcasts that I feel like, you know, could help you guys. I'm Stephen Beckman. I am the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. You can catch us at meshnews.org. Check out the website, COINTELPRO, the number two, zero.com for the COINTELPRO 2.0 project. And uh, catch us on Twitter at Mesh Newsroom or at Mesh News Yammer. Yammer with a Y, like some yams. Yammer. Because I'm always fucking running and talking and talking and talking. Anyways. I'm glad I could help. Bye.